welcome to today's episode of Big Beautiful Badasses. Today I am joined by Ms. Plus Intercontinental 2021, Miss Wendy Roach. Wendy, thank you so much for being here today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Of course. So we're going to be talking today about you know the be- you know, beauty industry, the pageant mm-hmm. world, all of that as a plus size woman. But before we get into that, you guys, you all know how I survive. Coffee is life. <laughs> it keeps me out of jail. <laughs> it keeps me sane. It keeps my animals alive. <laughs> and I thrive on it. So if you are loving what I am doing, if you want more of this, if you want access to what's coming up in the future, and trust me, I just shared some of it with Wendy. It's big. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash this fat girl life. That is where I post everything first. All the little secrets go there. So you could be a follower for free. You find out information. But if you become a member for $5 a month, you also get access to my guided journals as a free gift to you. Normally those are $2 each, but you get it for free. You get other goodies that'll be coming out for free. And there's going to be some more special content just for members. So $5 a month, cheaper than Starbucks. Help me out. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash this fat girl life. Wendy, I want to thank you again so much for being here today. Sure. Absolutely. Happy to be here and talk to you. So before we get started, why don't you tell everybody just a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, my, as you mentioned before, I am Miss Plus Intercontinental 2021, and that is with the Miss Plus World Organization. So it is globally that I'm representing women over size 12, and the international intercontinental title is um, disseminates me as the over 35 category girl. So over 35s and plus size love it so um representing and just had a wonderful and amazing time this year on this journey my uh my day job because you know you can't quit your day job you know so <laughs> i actually work in healthcare as a regional director at a top 10 healthcare organization and i keep i keep busy with that uh, but I also am working on my PhD. So as far as education, that's where I'm at. And because as a part of my journey, I am going to Korea and I've been pulled into like the K-drama and the K-pop pop vortex, I refer to it. Um, I am learning Korean right now as well. So wow. just a couple of things to keep me busy. Um, <laughs> no, so far, no book collaborations this year, but I did do a couple last year. And yeah, it's it sounds exhausting, doesn't it? All this you stuff. Know, it, it seems like you have as many irons in the fire as I do. Because you know, I'm constantly putting more stuff in that fire. It, I, I'm like, start with one thing and then all of a sudden I add something else to it. And then I was like, oh, you know, it'd be really cool to do this. And, and so since I decided to not live life with limitations anymore and, and, and live unapologetically, I have just embraced every opportunity that I possibly can that's come my way. So that's been fun. It's well, definitely I, been fun. I love that you're talking about living unapologetically. Because mm-hmm. you and I were having a brief conversation before we went live, and 
there is so much, especially I feel like as plus size women that we are constantly apologizing for. We apologize for the space we take up. We apologize mm -hmm. because the clothes in the stores don't fit us. Yes. We apologize for everything and it's crap. Yeah, it it, it is. It truly is. And, and, you know, I think part of that is society influence. But as we continue to get further on in age, um, I'll, I'll speak for myself. As I continue to get older, I realize that some things are changing more in society where it's becoming more of an embracing environment. And when I say that, it's when I was younger, I had to shop in the maternity section because I didn't have clothing for curvy girls. Mm -hmm. And now I can be fashionable. I can be trendy. I can wear a designer label if I wanted to. I could, you know, I can find things. So I'm being able to accept, be accepted more for who I am and, and what size I happen to be at the moment, which is really great, right? It, you know, I, I can't say that I'm there because yeah. I am larger than you. I'm in a much larger body. Mm -hmm. I don't have that privilege. Right. But here's, here's the thing. Are you happy being who you are oh, right now? So. Then that's all that so. matters. That I, is all that matters. It took me into my forties. Yeah. To get to that point. I am on the second half of the forties. You know, and it, it took many years to get to the point of just kind of giving the world the middle finger and saying, yep. this is me. And if you don't like it, there's the door. Right. I am happy where I'm at. Mm -hmm. I have a husband who loves me, doesn't try to change me. I have, you know, a support system. And that's, Why am I trying to please everybody else? And and that's the important thing to remember with no matter what you do in 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 life, whether it's um, embracing who you are is is your size, whatever size it may be. It's just getting to that point in that self acceptance in that journey because. Once you do get that self-acceptance and you're like, wait a minute, why am I trying to worry about pleasing everybody else around me rather than myself? And once you get to that point, life is so much sweeter <laughs> and so much happier. So, so much happier. I, when I was all the way up until I turned 40, I think I, I was always looking for that acceptance from somebody else to say that it's okay for me to be the size that I was, you know, and I've been, I've been bigger. I've been smaller. I've been, you know, where I am for kind of a long time right now. And I, I really found that once I started to em embrace that as myself and just say, you know what, it's okay that I'm the size that I am. I actually started to have this change with everything else around me in that, I was able to start doing things. I had mentioned to you previously that I've had things on a bucket list for a really long time that, oh, I was going to do this when I lost weight. Oh, I was going to, and I was like, you know what? Why am I waiting? My father um, actually passed away at the age of 61 and unfortunately gave me a very um, 
it, it gave me a life lesson that you can't keep putting things off. And so kind of as a result of that, I'm like, you know what? I need to embrace who I am. If somebody doesn't like the way that I look or the, my size, that's okay. They need to work on that. They need to worry about that. But I need to be happy with who I am. And I started doing some things. I was just in Hawaii for a photo shoot this past year, 2021. I've always wanted to learn to surf, was terrified to do so because I figured, oh, I'm, I'm too big. The board's going to sink. I'm not going to be, you know, I was coming up with all these excuses. And you know what? I went out there. I did it. I grabbed that surfboard and I actually stood up and it was such a moment for me when I hit, got back to the sand that I actually started to cry because it was something that I'd always wanted to do and kept giving myself excuses of doing it. And I'm like, no, not this time, not doing it anymore. So, yeah. And I, what you were just kind of talking about, I call it the external validation crisis mm -hmm. where we spend years and years wanting to be validated externally. Yep. And we finally hit that breaking point. And we get to that point of enough is enough. I know I'm worth it. And if you can't see that, that's more of an issue, not an issue. Me. Right. And I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about with the surfing thing. I went through the same thing with the bikini. Yep. I Absolutely. did a bikini photo shoot last summer um and it, it wasn't really a bikini photo shoot i was in a bikini but it was a body positivity photo shoot mm -hmm. outside with two other girls who were much smaller than i was and much younger than i was mm -hmm. and i was terrified but by the end I felt so empowered. Yes. Yes. And I have posted mm -hmm. those pictures all over social media. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I remember growing up with the swimsuits, you had the one piece or you had the skirt. Always wore a t-shirt <laughs> over my swimsuit. Always. I, yeah. Like I've got five layers going in the pool. Which <laughs> just makes you look bulkier. <laughs> you don't right. think about that, but you're just trying to cover up. <laughs> right, know? exactly. And I've I was always told, even by, you know, fam, you know, by my mom, mm -hmm. you know, big girls don't wear bikinis. Oh, yeah. Big girls. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you should not be in that in your body. Right. And it wasn't that, you know, anybody was trying, you know, my, my family wasn't trying to be mean. They were just going off lessons that they were taught. You know, mm -hmm. bikinis are reserved for small. Size two. Yeah, size exactly. Yeah. And if, if once you hit a certain size, you should not wear things like that. And so to actually put it on was like, oh, I was in tears trying to put this thing on because I was so scared of it. Mm -hmm. And then I made a TikTok in it. You you embraced and the fear I and did. found acceptance. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was very empowering. So I totally get what you're talking about with mm -hmm. your surfing moment because it was the bikini moment for me. Yeah. And I think we all have those 
or we get to that point where we have those moments. Some people haven't had them yet, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Get there. Right. But it's it's that moment that once that moment hits, it's like there's no turning back because you feel that empowerment. You feel that internal validation that your size didn't matter in it. It was about being present in it. I'm hoping that all makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, you know, we have to have these moments in life sometimes to get to the next phase and to get to the next part that we, that we're going to have in our, in our, in our, in our journey in this, in this big realm universe that we have. And I was told no for so long, or when I was in high school, I auditioned for the pom-pom squad. And I was, I was probably about a, a size 18, 20 at the time. So I was, I, I had done really well. I took dance for a long time. So I nailed the actual audition. But when I went to look at the list, my name wasn't on the list. And one of the judges had actually come over to me and she said, you know what? You did really fantastic. I, I'm so excited for you. This is going to be a great year for you. And, and I said to her, but I wasn't on the list. I wasn't on the team. So I went to the coach being me, you know, what do I do? I always want to know how I can improve to get to the next phase. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I went to that coach and that coach actually told me, she goes, oh yeah, you were great, but honey, you just don't fit the uniform. And, and, and at that moment, because of my age, you know, I was in high school and, uh, you know, I think I was like 16 at the time and I, I let her impact how I felt for an entire summer about myself. I tried whatever I could do. I was, you know, I, and I did things like, okay, well, I just need to lose weight. I allowed her to help me make the change in my life that really should have been my decision at that point, but I didn't know better at that. Mm -hmm. And so I think as we go through life, we, we begin to take all these lessons that we've learned. And at one point we beat a breaking point. And at that breaking point, we say, wait a minute why am I doing this? And why am I allowing other people to define me when really I should be the one defining myself? And so now look where we are. When I did that, things started changing dramatically for me. And I really think it's because my confidence level started to go up and I'm sitting here with a crown on my head because I, know. <laughs> I finally believed in myself and my ability to be able to do what I could do. So now let's talk about that crown on your head. Yes, ma'am. For the longest time, I, I remember growing up, the only beauty pageant you ever really saw, you know, especially publicized was Miss USA, Miss Teen right. USA. And it is, 50, very straight size, very small women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When, and 
this is me needing to be educated a little bit. How long have plus size beauty pageants really been out there and been a thing? So I think plus size beauty pageants actually started back in the late nineties. Um, there were, there would be miss plus you miss plus USA or miss plus America at, at that point. So there was this point in time where there was a pageant that was out there and then it disappeared. And then there was another one that trickled in shortly after. And then there was another one that trickled in shortly after. So I actually belong to the Miss Plus World organization. And we're actually, I am the third title holder um, for um, for my system. Obviously, we had COVID. So there was a little bit of a delay. <laughs> so, yeah. But we've been around for a few years. And there's also all a bunch of other different types of pageants that have plus divisions. And the reason they started having plus divisions is they recognized the diversity in society that not everyone is a size zero to size six. And so uh, pageant systems have started to add plus size divisions, which is great because you want to compete against other people that are just like you. Mm-hmm. Now, there are pageant systems like Miss USA and, and, and Miss Universe. You don't terribly see a lot of women that are over, um, I would say, maybe like a size 10 really in the pageant systems. And does that mean that a, a, a plus girl can't compete in those pageants? No, it doesn't. You have to look at the requirements for the pageant system that you're looking at. I personally would rather embrace a pageant system that embraces the whole woman of who she is. And that is why I selected Miss Plus World. And if you're looking to get into pageantry or somebody that's looking to get into pageantry, you need to find the right system for you. Um, And I knew once I read about the mission and the vision for Miss Plus World, I knew it was the right one for me. So, and I just happen to love it. So, now, is this something that you know, you tried for and you know struggled with, or mm-hmm. were you just like guns blazing? I'm going to take this. No, you know, I actually started my pageant journey back in 2016. I competed for Illinois for um, another system. It's Miss Plus America, and I won Illinois. Went on to the national pageant, and I. I think I placed like 11th um, for my first time out, but I walked off stage and my whole point in joining a pageant in the first place was to make new friends (laughs) because I found myself over 35, not married. I'm still not married. I have no children and all my friends were married and had kids and they would never be able to like do anything. And so I said, I need to get some new friends. How am I going to do that? <laughs> so I started thinking strategically and about the things that I've enjoyed doing. And I've done plus size modeling for a long time. And I said, okay, where can I combine the plus size modeling and my love for fashion and challenging myself as a person? And I said, well, why don't I look and see if there's some pageants out there? And that is actually how I fell into to doing pageantry. And now I've got bitten by the bug. <laughs> so, so I love it. I had an opportunity. So 
I embraced it. I took it. Did I make friends? Absolutely. I've met incredible friends that will be lifelong friends. I still have one that from that first pageant that I participated in. Um, she's one of my dearest friends still today. And we have similar interests. We do volunteer work. We do, we like to help people. We like the, the makeup and the hair and the big dresses and we're in bling. Everybody likes wearing bling every once in a while. So it, I have so, a little jewelry stand of bling right here in front of me. There you go. It's great, right? You put it on, it makes you feel, it makes you want to smile. Yeah, and, <laughs> and so, it, you know, that, that is why I originally got into it. And it, it and it, we break the beauty, we break the stereotype of your typical pageantry that was started a, a long time ago, I think that, oh, it's a beauty pageant. I can't tell you how many times I get asked, what's your, what's your talent? It's not a talent show. It's, it's, it's more than that. It's about you, how you display your confidence on stage, how you're able to articulate answers to questions. If you've never made it through a pageant interview, I'm telling you, it is rough. Not on to mention the onstage question when you've got people staring back at you and you're like, did I just answer the question or did I not answer the question? <laughs> so <laughs> because your answer, you have to be quick to be able to think on your feet. And so it's really helped me from a business perspective to be able to articulate responses better in the business world because I have to think so quickly on my feet in pageantry that I'm able to use that and leverage that knowledge that I gain from that over into my business life. So I love that. And it's fun. So how many titles have you held since you started? <laughs> so I've had, this is my first international title and this is, I guess the similarity would be um, for mainstream, it would be the Miss Universe competition. This is like the Miss Universe for women over, over a size 12. So Miss Plus World. So this is my first international title. I did hold the title of Miss Plus uh, from Miss Plus Intercontinental America. And then I did held, uh, I did hold a uh, the Miss, Miss Illinois and then um, one other title as well. So just a few, just just a small handful. But you need to remember that whenever you do pageants, you represent, you're always going to still have that title. So even though I have to crown my successor next month and it's making me really, really sad because I've had such an incredible year, I know that the next winner is going to have an, an equally amazing year. Um, I will always still be Miss Plus Intercontinental 2021. And that's so, just really cool. Are you able as, you know, Miss Plus Intercontinental 2021, are you able to go back and try again for a future year? Sure. I, I could potentially go back and compete next year if I wanted to. And you need to remember too, some women that compete in pageants, it may not be their first time and it may not be their first time even trying to get that specific title. I know that there was one um, Miss USA that it was her ninth time of trying for Miss USA. And she actually won on her next, on her ninth try. So um, 
you know, once you win a title, you're, you're not exempted from going back and competing again. So that, that's nice. You can go back and compete again for that title, or you can compete for another title with maybe the same system that you're, that you're enjoying and that you like being a part of. Well, I know you've talked about some of the great things about it. What's Mm -hmm. the hardest part? I think the hardest part is staying out of your head. And the reason I say that is because we mentioned it very briefly earlier that we're always beating ourselves up for everything. And yesterday, just as an example, I went to my seamstress who is altering my gowns that I, that I had had, because, you know, you order them, you get them, they're a little bit too big. They're a little too small. They got to be fixed. So she was hemming it for me because I'm short. Can't solve that. That's okay. <laughs> and she put the gown on. Now I just dropped these gowns off like two months ago and she, she was getting them zipped, but they were so, so much tighter than they were the first time. I'm like, well, what happened here? How did this happen? And then I started getting into my head that, oh my God, I couldn't possibly have gained weight. How could I have gained weight? I, you know, so, and it's that negative self-talk that starts to feed me. And it's like, you know what? Stop. And I stopped myself right away with it. But I think that that's what's most difficult when you're in a pageant situation because you're there, you see all these other competitor competition members who are competing for the same title that you are. And you start to see, oh, well, that girl does this and I don't do that. But then this one does that and she looks like this and I don't look like that you know, you start to compare yourself. So it's that negative Mm self-talk and then it's like, oh, I'm not good enough. I don't know if I could beat her. I don't know. So I think that that's like the biggest circle that people sometimes get stuck in when they compete for titles. Um, I've actually stopped doing that a lot and not comparing myself to other people. And I think once you stop comparing yourself to others, you begin to really start seeing your value and know that you're good enough to, to accomplish and do anything. And when I changed that mentality is when I started to win. 100% agree. Now I have two more questions. Yes, ma'am. One of them or the first one, what is the biggest piece of advice you would give any woman who is wanting to follow in your footsteps do your research (laughs) we've got like internet today you're always you're always searching stuff on the internet search plus size pageant systems um and that's really the place to start and then once you find a couple of systems that you are interested in, go to their pages and read what they're about. As a title holder, your responsibility is to represent that system. So if you're not going to be happy with how the system represents themselves and what they stand for, you're not going to be a very good title holder. And so you really need to really get get down and do that research first to make sure that it's the right system for you. So that's my best advice. And don't give up. Don't give up. Love that. Final question. 
And yes. I ask this of everybody who comes on my shows. If you could go back, go back in time, get in that little DeLorean and take a trip <laughs> back to talk to that young girl who mm-hmm. tried out for the pom-pom squad. Yeah. And was told she couldn't fit the uniform. Yeah. What would you say to her? That it's okay to be different. It's okay to feel comfortable and be who you are with and be happy with who you are. I think that that has been my longest lesson to learn in life. And the longer it took me to get to this part of happiness that I'm in today. So I would really go back and tell her that it's okay. You don't have to be the size that everybody else wants you to be. Just be happy being the size that you are. And if you're not, you're the only one that can change it, but don't let other people define it. I love that. Well, Wendy, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule. I, you and I have talked and I know how, you know, crazy busy you are. Um, So I so appreciate you taking the time to come on and speak with me and be a part of this and be a part of the message that I'm trying to send of it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. You're beautiful regardless of the size. Absolutely. Thank you for helping me share that message. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Of course, everybody. I will be back next week with another fabulous guest. Uh, make sure that you are going over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash this fat girl life. That way you can find out on Tuesday who the guest will be because it won't go to the other social medias until Wednesday. Tuesday, you can find out there. I hope everybody has a great day. Bye, guys. Bye. I love that picture of you. Thank you.